Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I was reading an article um, in the Dublin Enquirer this week by Leisha Nylon and it struck me reading it. It, it was about a 16 year old girl called Grace and her family's struggle to try and get appropriate mental health services and supports for her. And I spoke to Grace's dad, Mick, and her sister, Emma, a little earlier today. And just a warning for listeners, you will hear references to self-harm during this interview. But I began by asking Mick to just tell me a little bit about Grace, first of all. Well, Grace Grace was a happy-go-lucky, normal child. She went to the school choir, she did camogie, you know. She was an armature child, for one for better word. And then, unfortunately, three years ago, my wife got fairly ill with motor neuron disease and passed away in September 2020. And the only way I can describe it is, I think, on that day, something just turned off in Grace's brain. And she hasn't been the same since. Dealing with the loss of, of her of her mum, Mick. Yes. Yeah. What age was she then? She would have been 12. 12. She's very young. Yes. It was actually, it was our first week in secondary school. It was our, the day we always passed was our whole first day in secondary school. Our major changes in our life and it was, you know, it was, she had been aware my wife wasn't well, you know, before, you know. Yeah. So she would, she would have been under great strain as well, you know. But really, that's, that day, I see that day has the day Grace changed from being a normal girl, happy-go-lucky girl, to the self-destructive person she is now. In what way did did she change, Mick? Or, you know, what were the sort of early signs or things that you noticed? Um, initially, it was a total lack of self-care. Um, she used to be up all night talking to herself. Her room, her room was filthy. She 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 never looked after herself. Um, she'd be up in the middle of the night talking. You'd go into her room and she. I'd try to explain to people, but it's very hard. I looked at her one night. I went in. I she woke me up. It was half three in the morning, and she just had that blank stare in her eyes. You know, there was one. I, I pulled back the sheet on her bed, and it was like. It was like someone. It was like someone had emptied the Hoover bag on our bed. It was filthy. She was living in this room. And this um, was this is in this was in the home house, Mick, was it? Yes. Yeah. So then uh, um, that escalated then to self harm. I started finding the blood tissues around, and and then there was a suicide attempt. So then I brought it to PA the house who were very good at the time. But um, it, it just kept going downhill for Grace. She kept spoiling down. She it never really stopped for Grace, you know. And your other daughter, Emma, Grace's sister, is, is with us here on the programme as well today, Mick. Like, were you aware, Emma, of what was going on, you know, back a number of years ago when, when Grace was 12 like were, did you could you see all of this what was happening yeah you could see it happening for Grace 
like it was just like something came over right like a dark cloud came over and she so slowly started turning family away pushing us further away she was she's a fabulous artist her pictures turned black she only painted them black everything she drew was dead just fabulous she can do fabulous flowers but throughout the last two years they've just turned to dead shriveled up flowers um, and then when the self-harm started sad straight away ends are I'm finding these tissues covered in blood I think it's, I think Grace is harming herself and she was quite hit it a lot at the start didn't want anybody to know about it um, when she was just starting the cutting and then now she's not really getting anywhere with the cutting anymore so she's progressing it and now she doesn't mind if you know like She's like, well, this is what I do. This is me now. Would she talk to you about it, Emma's her sister? She has a, a very strange sense of humour. So when you're talking to her, she can be quite standoffish, quite dark-humoured. She doesn't see the point in talking to us. And she's very annoyed with us that we keep fighting for her because she can't understand why we won't just let her die. It's got to be incredibly difficult, Emma, for for you as her sister? Like, I, like, and when she talks to different doctors, she says, she tells them all, oh, I talked to my sister, I talked to my sister. Grace has got very good throughout the last two, three years of telling people what they want to hear so that she doesn't have to talk to them. How, how soon after you, you first um, realised that things had kind of escalated and that, and that Grace was self-harming Mick, how long did it take before, you know, when, when you brought Grace to Pieta House, first of all, did that help? I mean, was there any change at that stage? Um, I thought there was, but Grace was masking, you know. So I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing, but really she's just going through the motions to keep me happy, you know, that type of way. Um, and... They pay the house have have this a type of system a zero to ten on where you feel. So when she started, say she was a, a zero or one, say a two maybe, and when she was finished, she was telling them she was a seven, which was we thought signs of improvement, green mm. shoots, it was good, you know. But when the, the when the the program finished with pay the house, it 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 didn't take long for her to go back into. Or self harm mode on her. And how long? Was, how long was the the initial program in Pieta House? Uh, ten weeks. She done ten, ten weeks. sessions. Okay. And then when she came out of Pieta House, she went back home to you and Emma. Yes. Yeah. And how was she then, uh, Emma, at that stage? Grace just kept herself to our room. Self harm started again. Um, she didn't want to go to. So at the time, she was attending school. She didn't want to attend school anymore. We were getting messages that she didn't sworn in. Dad going looking for her. Just shut us down. She goes in and out of shutting me and Dad down. And was there any, you know, link up then with, with CAMS at that stage, the, the child and adolescent mental health services? Yes, we... we, 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 we oh, sorry, go ahead, Emma. Um, I know on one of the times when she said I'm pretty bad in school, Dad, the school rang us and Dad took her straight to the GP, so... That's what started it off. So is she still w- working with her or, or, or under the care of CAMS, Mick, at this stage? No. No, CAMS haven't seen her in five months. Why is um, that? 
because I think there's some type of policy that when she's an inpatient, you can't be seen by seeing with two different hospitals, apparently. So she sits in our ladies' hospital now where 24-hour supervision by two nurses. Two staff are constantly with her. And she gets no support, no, no psychology, no therapy. No, no, they're, just, they're there just to keep her alive. And they do a great job. There's no doubt about it. That our ladies have done a great job. And her psychiatrists are there, fantastic team. I don't think Grace would be still with us if it wasn't for them. And even he's at a loss to say that he can't understand why he comes. You know, but we'd offered that I'd take her to the hospital to an appointment. I should have to point out that Grace has been attending, had been attending CAMS for almost two years and never missed one appointment. You know? So, um, so obviously, Grace is at home, so she's, I presume she's, she's still at school, Mick? No, she finished school last May. She done her junior cert, is it? That's okay. what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the plan was for her to go to a Lindara school in Cherry Orchard Hospital. And they've been very good as well with Grace. Um, they've made a lot of allowances for Grace. And she would do, a, it's a QQI, it's called, that would help her progress to our leaving mm. service. Um, but she hasn't been, no, she, she's been in hospital for the last 21 weeks. And so, she can't. She can't go from the hospital to the school. Okay. Can't on the lower. So is it that she's she's still as an inpatient in hospital, and there's just in order for you to 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 take um, Grace home, I presume you need support services and and help for yourself and Emma at home. Yes, yes but, but that's that's what's not there, there, is it? That's just not there. No. We've just gone past community care Grace at the moment and at present she isn't fit to be at home. So she needs to be under the care of, of, of somebody and, and right now she is under the care currently as an inpatient in hospital. In a paediatric hospital. 24-hour secured unit. That's right. I have been taking Grace home on, on, on a day basis so she could come home and feel be part of this family yeah. that she still is, you know. And I thought over the last three weeks we were building up a trust, like, you know. So she plays the drums. But our drums are upstairs in our room. So I was let her not go upstairs to play our drums. And unfortunately, last week, when she was upstairs and seriously self-harmed herself. Um, and only yesterday. I took her home yesterday because she had Sunday dinner with the family. Because I think it's important that Grace feels that she's still part of us. Mm. Um, and when I brought her back yesterday, the, the hospital rang me to say that she had cuts on her arms. Even though I had let her upstairs, and must be when I was in the front room with one of the boys, she harmed herself in the kitchen. She can't help herself. It's so worrying for, for you, Mick, and, and for you, Emma, as well. It's... It's in it's in um, a very very tough situation for for both of you and and like when you talk to even get back onto cams or to any of the organisations, what do they say is the delay in getting more assistance for Grace? Uh, I tried ringing cams, and as far as cams are aware, she's not part of their system and she's under the care of our ladies' hospital. That's the answer I was given. 
And that's a Crumlin hospital, is it? Yes, that's a paediatric hospital, yeah. So that's where she's currently admitted at the moment, so she is getting care. And and, and just, sorry, to, to be clear, um, Mick, can you just explain then, so she is currently as an inpatient in Crumlin, so what is the care then that you're you're looking for, or the assistance? We What we need for Grace is a, a secure psychiatric unit where all the supports of that entails, which she doesn't get. I just go back there, you know, when you say she's in, she's getting care in our lady, she's not, she's not getting any supports up there. No psychology, no therapy. You know, she's not getting any supports. She does an hour in school a day, you know, that type of way. Okay. Where if she was in the secure psychiatric unit, she would have the physiotherapy, or, or sorry, the, the psychology, um, the family therapy, the OT. She would also have proper schooling. So it's, it's, it's really then, Emma, what you're looking for. It's a place, a full-time place in a secure psychiatric unit. That's, that's what you're looking for for Grace. Yes. Yes, that's what Grace needs. Yeah. And oh. that's what her psychiatrist, that's what the, the consultant psychiatrist in Our Lady's Hospital has recommended. Okay. And, and what, what have the, you know, the, the agencies or the, the, um, the doctors told you, Emma, as to why that's not happening? What, what is the reason you've been given? They feel that Grace could come home and that she could do a DBT program that starts in September 24. Um, Grace was due to start that in September just gone, but unfortunately she crashed just before it happened and we had to bring her into Our Ladies after a suicide attempt. So they they are recommending that Grace go on the next program, but at present Grace won't make the next program if she's still in the same mindset. Because of the because of the level of, of self harm, Emma, is that what your concern is? For self harm and Grace wants to die, like Grace wants to die, and it's very hard to keep someone alive when they have this want all the time that takes over, and the the urge that she has to die is so strong that in even in her lady's hospital, on a regular basis, she's attempting suicide in the toilet, and we're just so lucky that the carers up there are excellent at their job and that they've spotted it each time. We've had a couple of hairy moments where we're very, very lucky she's still with us. And that's two people sitting with Grace 24-7 and she's still managing it because she wants to die so bad. And it must be absolutely traumatising for you and even telling this story today. Uh, it's like every time the phone rings, the phone rings late at night I think she's gone. If it rings very early in the morning, I think she's gone. It's very difficult, Mick, for you for you all. Like, and I, I know you've boys at home too. I have a few boys, yes. Um, and as Emma says, with the phone calls, the phone calls are nearly. At one stage, or every day, we're getting them. They've they've stopped now. They're they're every second day now. Every third day, you get a call that Grace has met some sort of attempt on herself. And I remember I was in a friend's house last week and you know the number. You know, the number comes up, you know the number on the phone. You know? And I said, I don't believe it. This is the hospital, you know. And I, and I, I was after getting one of the nurses had told me that she'd made another attempt but the carers were on the ball, thank God. And my friend just looked at me and says, Mick, how do you live like that? He says. And I remember looking at him thinking, says, I'm just sort of used to it now. That I'm nearly desensitized that 
it's, it's common. It's just it's normal now for me and other type of way. The family, we, we, we're all together and we just really don't know what to do for Grace. Because that we do, she doesn't, she just doesn't want to connect with us anymore. She's not with us. It's extremely sad, Mick. And blank, dead look through her eyes and you're talking to her and you can see you're, you're trying to talk to her and say, Grace, why? Why this time? You know, she's left on suicide notes. And, Grace, why? Like, these, these things can get better. I think you see through Grace completely. Her eyes are just dead. What do you hope from from this program, Emma? That 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 the consultants have mentioned that they'd you know that they are the they'd like Grace to take to take part in. Like, what is I suppose the the prognosis or what do they hope will come from that? Well, what we're hoping is enough awareness on Grace's story will get us some psychiatric inpatient care, and we can ensure that Grace can learn how to deal with these dark thoughts that she's having, learn coping skills that she'd like to use because I know they do. She has a couple already, but at present, she's so dark, she doesn't want to use them. So we're really hoping that we can reach out, find somebody who can help us get Grace the secured care that she needs, that we can make sure Grace survives. Because we we didn't think we were even going to make make this far with her this year. It's so dark this year. Being with Grace, that me and Dad had talked a couple of times and said, "I think we'll have a funeral before Christmas." I know, just a few days out from Christmas as well. It's we do be aware of uh, we do be aware of say her birthday was a few weeks ago, and these moments that we're like we're on red alert constantly when she's yeah. out, when she's with you, you know, that type of way. That these key moments could be, you know. This could be a trigger for Grace that she's not going to make, or she has a plan. She's not going to make that 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 birthday or that Christmas. You know that type of way. She doesn't. Even, she she doesn't. She stopped writing notes. She used to write notes, suicide notes. Was. And when Emma said the last time, no, and she said she said no. She you know it's coming. That was her answer. God, I really feel for you both, Mick and Emma. It's an extremely, extremely tough situation for you. And like, I, I, if it, I don't know if it's at the, is it the HSE's remit this falls under, but like, have you had any help or correspondence from from anybody in any department about when a the space The only person that's really helped us has been Dr. Moore up in Our Lady's Hospital. He's been fantastic, him and his team, and the staff in St. Anne's Ward in, 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 in Our Lady's Hospital. They have been fantastic. Um, you get the you, you get pushed from Billy to Jack. You go to Cam's. They'd say no, no. She's she's in our ladies. You try, our ladies. You try to the two to say no. It's a HSE problem, and and yet no one sits It's down hard to know who's taking responsibility. Yeah. I know that's why you wanted to to chat about Grace's story just to, to highlight it and, and raise awareness and hopefully somebody maybe listening might be able to get in touch with you Mick or Emma and and even just answer your questions or, or give you a date as to when Grace might be able to move into a, a full time secure unit um, I hope at some point you get to enjoy a little bit of Christmas though it's a, a tough yeah, time well, for you We have to remember that the boys I still have a 12 year old boy here and he, he's very much you know, he's very, you know, Christmas, yeah. yeah. So we do have to 
for the boys, yes, we will have them. Emma and her husbands and uh, and uh, my granddaughters, we'll be all here Christmas Day. Um, hopefully we'll have great here Christmas Day Good. as well. Yeah. You know, um, so it'll be a family day. I think that's important that we we keep on letting Grace know that she is loved by this family. Yeah. You know, and she is, even though she's 21 weeks now, I should say she, she in the last 12 months, she's been nine months in hospital. Um. That she is very much, and we love her, and we will do everything we can yeah. to to help her, you know. And, so, no, we'll take your uh, time, Mick. So we will do everything. We're always going to be there for her, always. And we're doing this interview now in the hope that some, somebody out there will have the support and help we need for Grace to get her. To fulfil her potential in life, she has so much talent. Now, if we could just just get her past this this terrible place that she lives in now and then, our minds, you know, yeah. we just get our mind turned, just, just get her back, you know. Well, please God, you'll you'll get the um the help and the support that that you need for Grace. And I want to thank you, Mick and, and Emma as well for for joining us today on the show because it's it's not an easy story for you to relive and to share with the nation. So I do really appreciate your time. Um, take care, and I hope I hope you get to enjoy some of the some of the Christmas as well. That's thank great, you Andrew. Thanks very much. Thank you. Not at all. The Samaritans. Free call helpline number. I just want to, to mention for anybody listening today, um, they're available 24-7. It's 116-123. The uh, free call for Pieta House, also available 24-7, is 1800-247-247. You can text HELP either to 51444. And the free phone number for AWARE is 1800 80 48 48. Just absolutely heartbreaking listening to... Uh, Mick and Emma there. I do have a response though from um, from the HSE since we, we came on air and look, they say they don't comment on individual cases when to do so might actually bre- breach their ethical duty of confidentiality but the HSE has made CAMS and Youth Mental Health Service Improvement a priority in recent years while investment in CAMS and Youth Mental Health Service Improvement has grown over the past decade. We know improvements still need to be made. We're determined to make substantial changes and improvements in the mental health services provided in Ireland to children and adolescents. And then Lindara have responded also with a statement that the HSE Dublin South Kildare and West Wicklow Mental Health Management has reluctantly made the decision to temporarily reduce the inpatient capacity at Lindara Child and Adolescent Approved Centre from 24 inpatient unit beds to 13. The decision was not taken lightly and has come about due to continued difficulties in maintaining the necessary staffing levels within the nursing grades in the approved centre. Um, They go on to talk about the previous recruitment embargo and once it's lifted, efforts will continue. And um, it's a long and lengthy statement from both the HSC and the Lindara facility as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.